welcome back to my podcast and thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Tori and in this podcast we explore the part of ourselves that is essential to defining who we are as individuals' memories. So today is episode four um, and as you can tell by the title we are going to be asking a fundamental question, uh, can women remember everything? Um, Yeah, actually the answer surprisingly is yes. Um, and I'm so sorry that was my attempt at comedy because obviously that is so not true. Um, but yeah, no, women cannot remember everything. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about women and why they are disproportionately affected by Alzheimer's, um, dementia in general, but, um, specifically Alzheimer's because again, dementia is an umbrella term and Alzheimer's is the most, um, common form of dementia. So we're going to first start off by mentioning the three general reasons why this might be the case. So if you listen to my last episode, episode three, where I basically go over the general ideas of Alzheimer's, like the risk factors, the symptoms, um, testing, things like that for Alzheimer's, you might remember that one of the risk factors for Alzheimer's was actually being a woman. And my mom actually asked me this a little bit, um, like why would, did women, why are women more affected by Alzheimer's? Because it's pretty interesting that half of the population might be more prone to developing Alzheimer's. So when answering the question, why are women more prone to developing dementia and Alzheimer's, I would break it down into uh, two types of answers. I would break it down into biological and uh, and social. So I'm going to start off first um, by using this BBC article. Um, where they basically examined the differences between men and women being affected by Alzheimer's. So it has some just general statistics um, about how women are disproportionately affected by Alzheimer's. So this first article um, says, quote, in Australia, nearly two-thirds of all dementia-related deaths were women. In the U.S., two-thirds of those living with the disease are women, too. In some cases, dementia even outstrips more famously female diseases. The U.S. women over 60 are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's disease as breast cancer, end quote. And that was written in 2018, so it's still relatively um, recent, and uh, the trend still continues to this day. And that article... Um, continues by explaining those statistics using terms of longevity as a reasoning for why women are disproportionately affected by Alzheimer's. So if you remember from my previous episodes, when I talk about why dementia and Alzheimer's is a growing issue, not just in America, but worldwide, it's because the overall life expectancy for human beings is constantly increasing. And with dementia and Alzheimer's, um, where it develops at a later age, the older you get, the more likely you are to develop um, Alzheimer's. Um, Longevity plays a a large role in your ability to develop the disease. So women are actually more likely to live a longer life than men. So in 2018, I have some statistics. Um, The U.S. woman had an average life expectancy of 81 years and compared that to the U.S. male um, who had a life expectancy of 76 years. So overall, if longevity affects your ability to develop Alzheimer's and women are living longer than men, that means that women are more likely to develop Alzheimer's later on in their life. But of course, there are other um, factors involved in answering this question as to why women develop Alzheimer's more than men. Um, The BBC 
uh, released another article related to women and them being disproportionately affected by Alzheimer's. And they found something else. They found another um, risk factor that's increased in women. Um, and so they say, quote, meanwhile, other risk factors for the disease, disease being Alzheimer's, affect women more than men. For example, more women develop depression and depressed mood has been linked to the onset of Alzheimer's. Other risk factors affect only women, such as surgical menopause and pregnancy complications like preeclampsia, both of which have been linked to cognitive decline in later life, end quote. So obviously there are some specific um, risk factors and links to Alzheimer's that only really affect women. So then there are um, a bunch of studies uh, trying to figure out if there are certain genes um, that might uh, make women more susceptible to Alzheimer's, um, if, you know, females' um, reproductive systems or their menstrual cycles have anything to do with the increased rates of Alzheimer's. So I do have some empirical articles here um, based off of studies done by um, Stanford and the National Institute of Aging. The National Institute of Aging is a really great source, especially for Alzheimer's and dementia resources, because they have basically everything that you need to know. Um, so they do have a bunch of articles. Um, I think I read last uh, two, two podcast episodes ago, I read um, one of their articles for an example of dissociative amnesia. So they definitely have a lot of great articles, but um, I'm going to read to you two of the findings from the Stanford and um, National Institute of Aging uh, articles. So I guess I'm going to start with the Stanford article. It's called Gene Variants uh, Puts Women at Higher Risk of Alzheimer's Than It Does Men. The study finds. So obviously it's a very provoking title, but let's go into the process, um, what they did, um, their subjects, and what the results were. So the objective of the study was to basically see if there was any genetic variability between men and women that make uh, women more susceptible to Alzheimer's. So the gene variant that they looked at in this study um, was something called the APOE4. And people who carried this genetic variant um, usually have a greater risk of Alzheimer's regardless of men or women. Um, but this study looked at specifically um, the cognitive decline and the descent into Alzheimer's of um, women who ha women and men who had this um, genetic variant called the APOE4. So um, what they did is they took older women and older men who both had um, the APOE4 genetic variant and they saw how um, their cognition would decline over time. They would see if they would get Alzheimer's, um, things like that. And what they found was really interesting. Some parts were not very surprising, like, um, people who had the genetic variant in both males and females had a greater risk of developing Alzheimer's. But it was the margin of the increased risk that was really intriguing. Men who had the APOE4 genetic variant did have an increased risk of Alzheimer's. So there's not really a surprise there, but was what was really interesting was with the women. Women who had the APOE4 Gen genetic variant um, did have an increased risk of Alzheimer's, but they had twice the likelihood of progressing um, from mild cognitive impairment to Alzheimer's disease. So essentially what this study found was that women were more um, susceptible to Alzheimer's if they had a genetic um, variant that men can also have 
um, but they're, they would be more susceptible than a man with the same genetic variant. So that's an absolutely fascinating study with some interesting finds. Um, they go on to describe specifically, you know, like what the protein um, and what the uh, genetic variant is, um, how that affects um, your progression in Alzheimer's, things like that. But I'm going to shift gears and examine the other article by the National Institute of Aging. They did a study themselves as well. So the article that I have is more of a summary of some research findings. It starts off by saying this, quote, a team of researchers led by Dr. Scott New of the University of Southern California and supported in part by the um, National Institute of Aging found that gender differences in Alzheimer's risks are not as clear as once thought and that the decade or so after menopause poses the most significant risk for women. The scientists examined clinical and genetic data from nearly 58,000 study participants to provide a more detailed, nuanced picture of sex differences and gene variants, end quote. So this study is, um, I, I included it because it kind of conflicts with this idea that women are just um, inherently more likely to um, be su more susceptible to Alzheimer's than the, that other Stanford um, study. And what this study basically found is that they found um, that sometimes women are more likely to develop Alzheimer's, but then sometimes they're not, and, and they didn't find any significant difference between women developing Alzheimer's and, and, and men developing Alzheimer's. And so basically, yeah, it's just like what the article um, description said, where these genetic differences between the genders really don't are, are they're, they're very complicated and they're not as clear as we'd like to say because again with Alzheimer's all of this all of these things are developing we don't have a definite answer so I just wanted to include those two articles to show that there might be a genetic difference but we don't actually know right now and that's why we need further research and we need to look more into them so when I first asked this question um, as to why women are more susceptible um, and disproportionately affected by Alzheimer's, I said that there are two reasons. There was biological and then there was social. The social reason has a lot to do with implicit bias, and I'm going to talk about implicit bias a lot in this podcast um, episode and my next one where I talk about race and Alzheimer's. So implicit bias um, is, as it sounds, if you know what both of those terms mean, implicit meaning subconscious, um, bias meaning um, a, a, a prejudice for or against a certain group of people or an individual because they are a part of a group. So I was actually teaching um, a, a small class um, about race and ethnicity to um, a group of middle school students and we talked about implicit bias a lot because it had to do with, you know, the current state of the country with the police brutality and George Floyd prote protests and things like that. Um, and so there was this really great TED talk about implicit bias um, and, and how it contradicts our conscious thinking about how it's simply just an association between um, someone being in a group and then the stereotype with of, with that group. So like an implicit bias that you might hold would be like black people are more dangerous um, or like Asians are good at math or, or white people can't um, season their food, like things like that. So stereotypes that are grossly misrepresenting an entire group of people and it's not that people who have implicit bias are racist. If you were racist, you would think, um, 
you would believe those statements and you would truly take them to heart. But implicit bias usually goes against your conscious thinking. So a lot of people who have those implicit biases, um, they're just deep in their brain and it's not necessarily what they think. A lot of the times it goes against what they actually do think. So um, the reason this relates to what I'm going to talk about today is because implicit bias has a, a really large role in medicine. And the issue you're seeing um, with a lot of people, um, and especially um, biases, implicit biases in medicine, is that doctors are treating certain groups of people worse than they would um, a white male, for example. And we can break down implicit biases in medicine by two different ways. Uh, gender and race. So obviously I'm going to talk about race in my next episode because that has to do with race and Alzheimer's, but um, implicit biases against women tend to surround um, the fact that there is a stereotype that women are more emotional or that they are faking their symptoms because it's just more of a psychological issue, things like that. And those have serious ramifications um, to towards how women are treated uh, compared to men. So one, um, I did find a couple of articles about how um, women experience a certain type of prejudice in the field of medicine. And again, a lot of these things are, are stems, stemming from implicit biases. So there's this one woman who discussed um, her medical biases that she had. Um, it was another BBC article, actually. And I just wanted to read to you what she experienced going to the doctor. Quote, in 2009, my doctor told me that, like a lot of women, I was paying too much attention to my body. Saying there wasn't an issue, he suggested I just relax and try to ignore the symptoms. The decision seemed to run counter to what my records show. A few weeks earlier, I had ended up in an emergency room with chest pains and a heart rate hitting 220 beats per minute. The ER crew told me it was a panic attack, gave me Xanax, and told me to try and sleep. I'd had panic attacks before. I knew this episode was not one. So I went to my doctor. He put me on a heart monitor overnight. Bingo. I had another episode, this time recorded. It didn't matter. I still left his office thinking it was perhaps anxiety. And so, listening to the advice, I tried to ignore the pain. Until it happened again. And again. First every month, then every week. Over the following nine years, I would complain about it and be told again that I was having panic attacks or anxiety. That women don't feel heart pain the way I was feeling it. And that maybe I was just confused. End quote. So... The implicit bias there being women don't feel pain as much or they're exaggerating their symptoms have very serious ramifications. And if doctors obviously don't believe their female patients, it will result in a woman getting a worse treatment in medicine than if she were a man. Um, and there are a lot of cases like this. The reading that I, I, the excerpt I showed you of that woman's experience was not a unique experience. Um, so I found another BBC article that basically had a study showing how women are less likely to receive treatment for the same symptoms. So um, this study said, quote, one study, for example, found that women in the emergency department who report having acute pain are less likely to be given opioid painkillers, the most effective type than men. 
After they are prescribed, women wait longer to receive them. Another study found that women in emergency departments are less likely to be taken seriously than men. In a 2014 study from Sweden, one in the A&E women waited significantly longer to see a doctor and were less often classified as an urgent case. End quote. So from that article, you can see that women are less likely to be prescribed painkillers. They are less likely to be classified as an urgent case, which obviously has very fatal ramifications if women are not um, classified as urgent cases when they have a, an actual emergency happening, a medical emergency, then they are not going to receive sufficient care and then there can be ext extremely horrible ramifications for that. Um, and so how does that relate to Alzheimer's? Well, Again, doctors have biases. Everyone has a bias, um, whether implicit bias, again, um, whether you know it or not. And doctors are people. So doctors are going to have these implicit biases, especially surrounding women. And if women express their symptoms of um, possible early onset Alzheimer's, if they express symptoms of cognitive decline, they might be um, brushed off a little bit more than a man would. And that results in women not receiving uh, sufficient care for their symptoms. So if a woman expresses any um, of her symptoms for early onset Alzheimer's um, and then they don't receive any treatment or care or diagnosis until Alzheimer's has progressed completely, then it is more likely that a, a woman would have um, Alzheimer's than a man, just, be, just based on those implicit biases in the medicine field. Um, so yeah, this episode was a little bit shorter because there also is a lack of research that could also be contributing to why there is a gender disparity um, in Alzheimer's cases is because there, there should be more research available. A lot of what's happening in the Alzheimer's community, especially a lot of the new upcoming research that I'm talking about, is uh, is, a, is is very novel um, to what we know about Alzheimer's. Until just recently, we thought that Alzheimer's was just caused by plaques in the brain. Again, those amyloid buildups between the synaptic gaps of neurons. So a lot of this is new. Um, there should be more uh, research done on a lot of these subjects, but for now, that's what I'm going to leave you with. That's why this episode is a little bit shorter than usual. But thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I really found it interesting how uh, gender can affect your uh, susceptibility to receiving Alzheimer's. Um, but next episode, I'm going to talk about a different aspect, a different uh, demographic that is disproportionately affected by Alzheimer's, and that would be African-Americans specifically. So I'll get um, into race and race relations in medicine. Um, I'll talk more about implicit bias, um, possible uh, genetic differences between African-Americans and uh, every other demographic, but it's, it's mostly a social, um, social issue. Uh, for, t for next episode. So thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I hope you found it interesting and I hope you join me for my next episode explaining how race might increase your risk of getting Alzheimer's. So thank you for listening today and I hope you join me in the next episode.